CHN Radio, episode 53. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. You can find me at UFC underscore Greg. Uh, we are the only black and white podcast for Newcastle United, but today will be the white part. Elijah will not be joining us. Um, so it's just going to be me riding solo today. But uh, give us a follow. The best place to reach us at CHN underscore radio. You can follow our main account at Coming Home NUFC. Check out our site. And like us, share, maybe and share our podcast and review it. We have 19 five-star reviews before our next match. This is a little challenge to listeners. I'd like to get to 25 five-star reviews. It's simple. Literally six people that haven't given us five-star reviews yet just need to go on there and just click five stars. It takes less than 10 seconds to do. Be really big for us. So please try to get that next match, 25 five-star reviews. We just need six more. It's pretty simple. Um, so really love the help there, guys. Appreciate it. So um, before I, I guess jump into that, that was awful, huh? I mean, it's one. Of, it kind of reminded me of uh, that Cardiff match where we just absolutely dominated, and I mean, at least we got a point in that one. But this one was this one was ugly. You don't want. You just hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, getting zero points, especially this far down down season. Uh, I just, like, Crystal Palace have always been so boring to me, too. I don't know about everybody else. They, like, supporters claim they're, like, a bunch of ultras. And, like, they barely travel to support their club. And then they their owner, like, kind of spends. But they're never really good enough. It's just, like, a waste. And to lose to them in this way is just annoying at this point. But um, we're Newcastle United, and and that's kind of how it goes sometimes. So um, this will be a lot shorter episode. One, because it's just me. Two, because I'm still catching up on Game of Thrones. And three, because I don't want to talk about a one nothing loss where we dominated the competition for a really long time. That's just like torture to me. Um, so let's get into it. The first thing, especially from the match... That was absolutely brutal. Is Florian Lejeune? I don't like you know when, when he went down and you like it's kind of those kind of that situation where you put your hand over your mouth or your your hands on your head and you're just like no not not to not to him because you know what he's been through and how long of recovery it already is and uh, to see him go down and he was immediately sing- signaling. Um, help and it's confirmed he's out for the remainder of the season so i'll read the club update here uh, newcastle united can confirm florian lejeune sustained a significant knee injury during saturday's game against crystal palace the 27 year old was forced off in a stretcher during the second half at st james's park after injuring his left knee not the knee during injured preseason uh which all misses started the campaign Lejeune has been ruled out, will be ruled out for the remainder of the current season, and further updates on his recovery will be provided in due course. The Frenchman 
had been ever-present for the Magpies in the Premier League since his return to action at the start of January, taking his 2018-19 tally to 13 appearances in all competitions. It's absolutely brutal because he is really good. Um, and and then now it, now it becomes a point of, will he recover? Yes, but will he be able to regain confidence again? The way, I mean, these aren't contact injuries. He was playing good tight defense in, in this one, and uh, maybe he might have had a little bit of contact, but no, it was, I, I think it's the cleat, just how it landed on the turf that really messed it up for him, which is such a bummer. It's like, and sometimes we just can't get a break, can we? Um, I just feel bad for the guy. I hope he can keep his spirits up. I hope we have the right sports psychiatrist in place to get, get his confidence back again because he is one of our best defenders when he's out there, and he can certainly change the game. Um, I'm happy that we have a lot of depth in that position, but it just kills me. It absolutely kills me that I have to start this podcast not only talking about us losing to, to be honest, just a crap team in Crystal Palace, but then following up with one of our best defenders tearing their anterior cruciate ligament and being done for the season. So, but I hope for a speedy recovery. I know we were happily very wrong on how long this recovery would take for him when last time. Um, so hopefully he comes back quicker than we, than I would assume. Um, and obviously the fact that it's not the same knee is, is a plus, but I mean, if you're looking, that's like the only, it's like the worst, like, it's like the worst of the, the best of the worst news. And that's the, the situation. Um, so I'll move on now. Um, next, I guess it's all bad news. The next club news update, guys, don't do racist things. Like there, there's like a few things that I always say, like, um, now in, it, it's the year 2019. Some people don't realize that clearly. Um, like I, I always wonder, like, why do people still rob? Like, why are burglaries still happening? Like, I can literally go on Google Maps and take a satellite to the exact location in the world that I want it within, like, like not that far away. I can even sit on the street if I want to. But yet, people are still trying to rob houses and rob cars. It's like you're going to get caught. So this guy thinks it's a great idea to tweet something racist. Well, guess what happens? He he did that. Um, so Newcastle's working on, on identifying the fan who tweeted some racist abuse towards uh, Palace for Wilfred Zaha. Um, he, I, I'm not going to say what it was. It's Just don't do it. Um, Zaha did highlight the tweet. Uh, it has been deleted. Um, but Newcastle said that they are investigating the abuse and I hope the guy gets what he deserves. And actually England does a way better job in policing this than the U S does. Like you can actually go to jail for tweeting something like this in England versus in the U S you just like, there's people that will find out who you are and get you fired from your job and stuff, which is awful. But I wish there was, there's, I think England goes about this a little bit better than we do. Just my opinion. Um, so just don't do it. Like, come on. Like, you could say, like, what a dumb dive by Zaha. Like, <laughs> let's, like, fine. Obviously, it wasn't a dive, and we'll get into that. Um, but this is a clown. 
Uh, that person's a clown. Simple as that. And, and the last bit of news, um, the U23s. Um, I know not many people care to the fullest extent here, but they were down 2 nothing early to Stoke in, in their league, in the Premier League 2. They came back, won 3-2. Big, big win for them. Um, so you had a, a lot of you had goals from Owen Bailey. Uh, he missed a penalty earlier, but he he got that back. Yannick Torre scored, got the winner, and Mo Sangare scored. So pretty awesome because that clinched Newcastle's promotion spot or promotion playoff spot. So they are at least guaranteed a, a place in promotion right now. Uh, Newcastle U23s are in third place in in the PL2 Division Two. Um, they're two points behind the leaders, Southampton. Um, if Newcastle get in first place, it's automatic promotion anywhere from two through two, three, four, and five spots. Uh, we'll get a playoff tw- playoff berth, and Newcastle have clinched that at least a playoff spot. So good for them. Great win. Uh, let's keep it up. There's what five? No, there's like three remaining games I think for Newcastle. Like, so, uh, but we'll get into the match now, and I'm going to first take a little break. See ya. All right, so let's get into this match. Um, <laughs> it's It was ugly. Well, it, it was a great match for Newcastle. It's just the result's ugly. Um, but before we, we dive into the details, let's let's talk about your wonderful three-word one of my favorite things that we do is when we post the like your three words to describe the match. It's pretty amazing because you all come up with some great stuff. So describing a 1-0 loss against a team we dominated. Um, Rawson in America came in, said Yedlin's a liability. Um, and then there's it's a conversation between Rawson in America and Elijah after that. So we won't count that. Uh, one loss muffin. What up, man? Said uh, should have had three. And then we need goals and Yedlin, why? Why? Yep, definitely. Trevor Mooney came in. Iose still shite. Yep. Um, Don at, I'm going to continue to pronounce it the same way I have, even though you've called me out for mispronouncing it. Smith Ultra. Um, Richie, brainless footballer. I'm, I'm going to dive into that a little bit. Um, Tuna, Tuna Army Portland. 100% worth a follow just because they probably tweet the best gifts in the game. So respect. Um, it's just a, a daughter and a father. They're, they're playing t-ball and the dad backs away from the ball and she smashed it right into his nuts. I mean, that's kind of how it felt. So that's true. Um, Brian Fulford at IMBWF. The team lacks finish. Definitely going to get into that one. And the last one is John at, oh man, Klamachpin88, we'll try, uh, he, he gave us three, three words, uh, lack of quality, flashes of stupidity, not totally unexpected, yeah, there's nothing that I really disagree with here, so let's, let's dive into it, so Newcastle United came up in a, in their typical three-back formation, um, Starting lineups, you had Lejeune, which was, again, not, not the greatest in the world. Uh, for him, we had DeAndre Yedlin. We'll get into that. Dubravka, um, Almiron, Lascelles, 
Key, Richie, Rondon, Hayden, Cher, Perez. Um, in no particular order, obviously. So, was there any surprises? Yeah. What's going on with Shelby? Uh, he came on as a sub in this one, but what happened for him to, to not be starting? Um, I'm fine with giving Key a run, but... And, and Hayden was fine, but is something wrong with Shelby? It's something that needs to be worth stating because at, the, at one point, I mean, less than a year ago, we were claiming that they should that this that Shelby should be playing for England and, and getting a chance, and now we're barely seeing him. Um, I think there might be more there than than people think, and that's just my hunch. I mean, he's he's obviously healthy, and with a healthy Shelby, Ruff is not going to leave that player off the bench in favor of Hayden and Key. Like, that's not – he's not going to do that. So that was definitely something um, of note to me. I, I don't think that that it's just like, oh, you know, some players have the hot hand. I don't think it's that. I think something else is going on here, um, something something of note. Other than that, outside of outside – of Shelby not starting. It's it's pretty standard. Um, uh, as far as I know, some somebody asked me what about Kennedy. It, it seems like he's. I mean, he's not injury. I mean, he's not injured, but I think he's just just a disappointment this year. Simple as that. Like he's just not good enough. Um, obviously, I, I would be shocked if Newcastle jumped in for a permanent move this year. Uh, yeah, that's all the lineup stuff. So Newcastle immediately went into their three-back formation, 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, Andros Townsend was immediately booed. And, oh, and another thing, booing. I Like, who cares? Like, people was like, get so upset about being booed. Like, athletes, like opposing fans, whatever it is, it's literally, it's a part of sports at this point. Like, if you're a former player and you literally left the club to go sign with, like, zero loyalty whatsoever – like yeah, we'll be you. It's fine. You're you're grown up. You'll get over it. It's completely okay. Like nobody's assaulting you. You're just getting booed. Like, get over it. And like reporters that say, oh, Newcastle supporters booed Townsend showed showed lack of class. Like come on, like you're a joke. Like your article's a lack of class, and so is so are you. Um, that may be the Philly in me, but I don't care. Um. Once again, remember when Mike Ashley was at every match? Yeah, that's not happening again either. So it immediately came out. Um, Newcastle just started dominating from the from the get-go. Uh, we were constantly moving forward in possession. Three-back was clearly more than Palace could handle. And um, the, at 16 minutes, it was a great chance for Newcastle. So it was actually really good work by Rondon. He nicked the ball right in front of Palace's defense, and then Richie and Perez looked up pretty well. Perez goes for a 1-2 with Rondon, and it's slightly overhit. Um, it, it it was a really good ch- chance. Uh, and, like, I felt like Newcastle were just growing into it, getting better and better, and that, and that definitely came off. Through the whole first half, more chances, more chances. Um, Yedlin hit, like, a really good ball to the back post. Six yards out, Rondon, and he just headed it over. I mean... Uh, and we're going to get into Yedlin. And my first warning is like, like, yeah, 
All right, no, I'm going to hold it. I always like tease it a little bit, but I'm just going to hold it. So that was 29th minute, a great ball by Yedlin, a chance where Ronan should have put it in the net. Just merely five minutes later, another chance for Newcastle. Richie laid it back to Lejeune, switched it to Yedlin. Um, uh, Yedlin headed it into the area. Rondon controlled it, and he turned and hit a low shot, but it was saved. Um, Almiron actually on this play was wide open. Uh, Rondon should have just hit it back to him, and, and Almiron would have had plenty of base. 39th minute, another chance for Newcastle. Key free kick down the right wing to Perez, and he centered it into the box. Rondon put it right back to Almiron at the edge of the area, and the shot deflected out for a corner. It was just like relentless play in Palace's right by Palace's box for most of the first half. So halftime came, and, and you have to think like Newcastle had the better opportunities. They like both sides had goals that were disallowed, also, and and rightly so. But it was goalless at the break, and you've got to think like another another half where it's like man, we should have had something from this. Um, and it, it was zero zero. So second half started, um, and we immediately got another chance within 10 minutes. Almiron spread, spread play to Richie to left-hand side. He cut it back like centers across Perez controlled it on his chest and then hit a shot off of Tompkins, which deflected over for a corner. And literally that corner resulted in another chance for Newcastle. Uh, Richie curled the ball in. Lejeune, ah, oh, the best chance. Lejeune rose completely unmarked. Like you'd have, like I guarantee you, somebody is getting chewed out in house practices this week because completely unmarked. Lejeune rises up and he just headed it straight in, and and that the ball was fired off of Lejeune's head, but it, he just hits it right at the keeper, and and he even got got the ball low and everything. It was just ah, oh, killer. Um. Another great play by Newcastle just two minutes after that. Um, Rondon controlled a chip pass from Lejeune. He chested it to Almiron, and he drew a foul, gave a Newcastle free kick about 25 yards out. It was it was mishit, though. So, like, all these things keep happening. Um, another chance, like, an insane, like, what a hit on this one. Hayden won the ball at the edge of the, the penalty area and played it to Almiron. Every, this was one of the things, like, everyone was like, shoot. But um, he, fed, like, he fed the ball to Yedlin, and he, like, crushes the shot just past the far post. Like, that, I thought for sure. Like, when Yedlin hit that, that was in. Um, and then this is where it got awful, was where Lejeune got hurt. And from there, like, we tried and tried, and, Unfortunately, our worst fears happen. So where we are up to here, I, I'm just kind of whizzing by this stuff, I know. But we're, we're getting chance after chance and dominating possession. and Well, maybe not dominating possession, but dominating the chances. And we finished this game 18 shots to three. Five shots on target to one. I mean, it, it wasn't close as far as who was the better side on this. And when you don't finish your chances one mistake you can get zero points out of, and that's exactly what happened here. And it was a very bad mistake. Um, and and Rafa, rightly so, was pretty pissed at this moment because um, Amaran just gave the ball away here, and, and that's completely unacceptable. Um, 
and Rafa was noticeably upset about it and counterattack for, for Palace. Zaha got it to the right-hand side in the box and just Yedlin, just, there's no other Palace players in the box and Yedlin just like runs him over, just completely plows through him. Uh, it's completely uncalled for. It was absolutely a stupid play by him. Uh, all you have to, all you have to do is stand in front of him. Just no, there's no, there's nowhere for the ball to go. He's not. He can only shoot, and he can't pass to anybody because nobody's in the box. So it was completely just lack of awareness. I, I, I there's no smartness in that play whatsoever from Yedlin, and yeah, it was completely unacceptable. Um, penalty. I, I just. I was speechless. I didn't even like. I didn't even have a reaction when it happened. I was completely speechless. Um, uh, and it was goal. Palace one, Newcastle zero, and and from there the game just had a really strange feeling for me because like we weren't able to take our chances, like, and then from there like every time Palace broke, it looked like they were going to score again. Um, it was just dumb defending. And like, and it was in the 81st minute, so like we didn't have, have a ton of time. We knew we were going to get a lot of injury time here, but it's just deflating. We did have another chance. Amaran had space right right outside the box, and he tried to curl a shot towards goal, but it was blocked. Um, Perez got a got off of a dumb cross and uh, went over the bar and. Seven minutes of at a time happened, and, and there was nothing. We were we wasted just unlimited opportunities. Momentum swung pretty much on on my account. It swung when Lejeune went off. Like that's when that's when it looked like Palace had a chance in this one. Um, we're not mathematically safe. It's looking really good, but it's just it's just an embarrassing loss for Newcastle. It's it's. And and now now we'll get into like the actual like I guess review of it. Like you cannot have this many chances and and waste it and then and then for all these fans to be like, oh Yedlin's trash, he's been trash all season, though yeah, he was awful, he was awful, he was awful. Yeah, he was awful. Um but let's not forget he had two chances going forward today or on in that match. Well, is I'll say now he was my worst player. But like how, like, did you not see how we were in the final third? It's like that is the concern. Like, I I know people people always harp on the bad thing. Like, if Perez like is awful, everyone harps on Perez. But if he scores one goal, he's the greatest player, and everyone should should just absolutely love him for what he's done for this club. But then he'll just go back to playing his normal self, and then immediately nobody will care anymore. Like Yedlin makes mistake. That's probably his third or fourth big mistake this season. And now he's just been awful for the entire season. Um, he, you can go. I mean, you can go down the list. Everybody's like, it's either this or that. It's nothing in between. The biggest concern from this match is that we couldn't score from unlimited chances. We have a, a, a club record signing, and we're getting all these opportunities, but nobody's putting him in the net against Palace at home. That's that's the concern. It's not if Yedlin. If you didn't take anything away from Yedlin's play. And that penalty still happened. We still should have won two to one. Absolutely, not even not. It's not even a debate for me. And I, I'm not taking any of the blame off of Yedlin because, like I said, it's w- one of the dumbest challenges I've seen this season. 
in the Premier League, like just across all teams. But like we lost that game because we couldn't finish. It's not, not we didn't lose that game because of Yedlin's penalty. It's absolutely not. I refuse to believe it. And if if you believe that, I don't think you watch the match. Like there's no excuse for missing that many chances against Palace at home. It's it's just not. It's just completely inconceivable. Um, so I don't know. I'd be interested to see what what y'all think about this. Like, do you think like tweet back, respond to me, tweet me at nufc underscore greg, like and. And let me know like what you think. Was it Yellen's fault? Was it the final third? Was it just a lack of finish that we had? That's that's an interesting uh, thought for me. Another thing is, what was Matt Ritchie doing? Like, what was he doing this entire match? I mean, Ritchie played, he played like almost 89 minutes of the 90. But, man, like, he... But I swear at one point he was good at swinging balls into the box. And he's just, that's just not the case anymore. And then I, I didn't, so I was, I didn't initially see the the lack of connection between Richie and Almiron. I, I have noticed it like the last two matches when I've really focused on it. I did think it was better in this match. I thought Richie and Almiron were finding each other a little bit more. But like Richie would just make a lot of boneheaded decisions and, uh, Don got it right on his three words. Like, it's, like what? Like, it's one of the things where you like cringe your face. You're like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> That's like a lot of the reaction that I had to Richie. Um, it was just a concern to me. Like, like Almiron had plenty of chances to score. Ronda had plenty of chances to score. Yedlin had a chance, had a chance to score. Perez had a couple chances to score. No one scored. Lejeune had a chance, like a, the best chance to score. No one could put the ball in the net. That is the biggest concern for this team. Um, not just for the rest of this season. I do think we're safe. Not mathematically, but like I think we'll be fine. But like next season, like if we're not going to sign Rondon, like some people say, what are we going to do? Because we just we can't score. We're bad in the final third. One of the worst that I've seen. Um, we we had a little hot streak going on for a little while, but like that's on it. This match was unacceptable. That that was exactly why we lost. It's it was that it was that we cannot finish to save our lives. So, yep. So that's that. Um, I'll get into some quotes now. Um, it was I'm pulling them up now. Bear with me. Bear with me. Um, we're getting there. So you're. Your quotes with the beautiful, great Rafa Benitez. He said, these are the kind of games that leave you very disappointed. Every game is a final, and every game we will try to get three points. It's a game we can't believe we lost. Yes, we know they're dangerous on the counter, but with the chances we had and the control we had, we made too many mistakes in the last minutes. We had enough chances to win the game, but for sure not to lose the game. I think we were attacking, creating chances, controlling the game. Then we made a mistake, and after that, made two or three more mistakes because we were playing in a rush without staying calm. Um, and he spoke on the penalty, too. He said, we had four players there. We were talking about Zaha. We were watching clips, and we made a big mistake. And after that, we were making mistakes instead of staying calm and trying to manage the situation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had enough chances to win this game easily like I just don't know 
what else to say? It was just so frustrating. Um, going to some stats. Following five straight home victories, we missed the chance of making it six in a row in the Premier League. Um, that's the first. That's since 2004. Um, was the last time we racked up five straight Premier League home wins. So, uh, with ten games, with two games left, Newcastle have lost nine times at home in the Premier League this season. That matches the worst, the most losses ever at home in St. James Park Premier League history. Um, and we're also we we've also only scored 19 goals at home, and 21 is the lowest amount of goals that we've scored ever in the Premier League at home. So if we have two matches left, if we don't score two goals, then it will be the lowest amount of goals, goal scoring, and it will, if, assuming we, hopefully we don't lose, but uh, it would be the uh, at least tied for the most losses at home in, in history for Newcastle United in the Premier League. Not, not very good numbers. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, what else, what else are we going to say? I'm a little bit more pessimistic, pessimistic on this one. Um, so then going to 538, looking at like how they think we're going to finish the rest of this season. So we're still, we're still okay. <laughs> it's not the end of the world yet, but, um, obviously with Huddersfield and Fulham relegated, they're out of the picture. We did our. We were less than one percent chance of getting relegated. We bumped up to a two percent chance, so still extremely low. We have a uh, a, a healthy lead. We have a seven point lead on the on Cardiff right now, and and five thirty eight is saying that we're going to finish with forty one points still, um, which is eight points ahead of Cardiff. Uh, I really do think. I don't think Cardiff is has a run in them by any means. So I think everyone's safe. I think Brighton, Burnley. Us, Southampton, Burnley, uh, Burmouth, Palace—they're—they're they're all. We're all safe, um, in my opinion. So that is stats. Now let's talk about worst player, and it's DeAndre Yedlin. Um, you know, he had his two chances. So I, I mentioned the two highlights that he had. Um, now my my concern is like every, everything else. Like there's. We rely so much on those wing backs to create the offense, and we're swinging these balls into the box, and most of them are awful, and nobody's connecting and scoring from the the goals. We need to be we need to be going back to to playing the ball in the middle of the pitch with our number one signing, Almiron. Like that's what he does; is he creates these chances. Um, but too many times now, like if Yedlin's going to make the keep making these mistakes, and like, and I'm not talking about just the penalty, like getting overrun on the ball and having to use the speed to catch up and everything. He needs to be able to produce on the offensive end to supplement it. Like you cannot continuously have a lack of awareness and a lack of position and not compensate for it on the other end of the pitch. Uh, he is, he was by far to me, the worst player. Um, you know, there's things that there's two things that he may have done right the whole match. And that was just, I don't have much else to say. Like there, there's nobody close to as bad as Yedlin played, um, and that's my worst player. Uh, best player, honestly, it was Lejeune. In in my opinion, he had a, a really like big key pass. He had a really great chance on net. 
Um, he seemed dominant, seemed pretty stoic as far as how he was playing. And when he got hurt, it completely changed our dynamic. We That's when the momentum swung. So I think that Lejeune was our guess, MVP for, the, for that team because when he was out, we, we didn't know what to do. Um, so I just hope for a speedy recovery there. Rip, Lejeune. I'll miss you, buddy. We'll, we'll see you soon. <laughs> um, all right. So before we part for another break, we're going to look at the Premier League table. Kind of mention what it's looking like now. But um, as I mentioned numerous times, we're definitely going to be safe. But we're sitting in 15th place right now, 35 points. And now, now, now you look at like what's around us. So we have uh, Burnley is one point ahead of us. Burnmouth is three points ahead of us, and then two points below us are Brighton and Southampton. So I mentioned we have that seven-point lead on everybody out on Cardiff and any chance of being in relegation. And just the the time left with I don't think Cardiff has any runs in them. Um, But it it is interesting that we have just one more win than Cardiff, though. I don't. I don't like that. Um, so, I mean, our matches are this. We're, we're at Leicester this coming Friday. We're home against Southampton. We're at Brighton, home against Liverpool, at Fulham. I mean, just looking at that, I think, I think we at least, at minimum, we get three points. From these five games. That's at the absolute minimum. Like we will get three points from Leicester, Southampton, Brighton, Liverpool, and Fulham. Um, and I think three points, one more win and we're safe. In my opinion. Um, but realistically, I'm going to say we get six points from that five, um, which would put at, which would put us at 41, just like 538 said. I think we get six. I, I don't think we ever like truly sweat out, uh, relegation at all this season like honestly like I don't think we were there was times we were in the bottom three but I don't think we really like believed that we were that bad I think we're better than that for sure so so it was kind of like nice to not truly be, be involved in a fight but you know it's concerning what what's happening next um, and we'll get into that a little bit right after this all right, so we are going to get into some questions. Uh, a couple, one thing that I'm, I kind of want to ask you. So we have, I have two homework items for you. I want you to, to just tweet at me at nufc underscore Greg and ask me, or just tell me who you think was at fault more of this match. Was it our final third, or was it DeAndre Yedlin? I, and I, I just want to know. Like I'm, we don't, we could. I mean, if you want to ask another question or if you want to debate it we can um if you think i'm wrong just tell me I, like let's let's do this I'm, I'm i'm more than happy to talk about talk about that but i really do think it is the final third of our entire team that's the worst in our team um so that's the first thing i want us to do the second thing i want to do is and maybe i'm going to do a, I'll, I'll do a a poll tomorrow like like one to ten, how concerned are you about this summer? Because we're getting to that point now where Rafa's still not signed and Ashley still owns the club. So it's like, should we be in like 
legit panic mode right now. Like, obviously, we're not via relegation, but this is this can't be good. Like, we have an unsigned, we have no manager, and this the season like starts in four months. So, like, next season starts in four months. We don't have a manager yet. Um, we still have the same owner who. I mean, what what is he really going to do to make to fix the issues that we currently have? So I'm, I think, like, just it's almost like underratedly like I'm starting to freak out about it a little bit. So we'll post on on Twitter like give us your thoughts, um, and I just want you guys to comment to it. Like, tell me legit like what you guys think, like one to ten, and why. Like, why should we be in panic mode or whatnot? So I'm just curious to see <laughs> what you guys think about that. And uh, maybe I'll ask one other question too. So there's going to be three things to look out for. The other is who, what Newcastle United player would be king of the seven kingdoms and protector of the realm on Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Check for Twitter tomorrow. It's going to be Liddy. All right. Uh, we only have one question. Where's your questions, guys? Trevor, mad props, always consistent. Um, we need more questions from y'all, but Trevor says, oh yeah. Yep. So it's March, March madness. The championship is actually going on right now as I record this. Um, as I record this, Virginia is beating Texas tech 59 to 53. Um, so there you go. That's, that's, that's how you know. Um, so Trevor Moody says, which five current Newcastle players would you put out on the court to win March madness? Man. All right. Which five? And I'll do positions, too. Well, the coach is Rafa. I mean, I think he can coach anything. Um, all right, so which five would I do? I would – DeAndre Yedlin, definite. He's going to be my starting starting point guard. Uh, one, he's American, too, so he, he probably grew up playing. Um, I, I know he played American football as well. So I'm, I'm just going to count on that. Um, let's see. Who else would be good at basketball? Um I bet you Isaac Hayden would be good at basketball. Um, so I'm going to throw Isaac Hayden in there. I see him being like a small forward type. Um, I think Mo, is Mo Diame the tallest? So, yeah, he's in. We'll, we'll throw Mo Diame at the center, and we'll just play like five-out formation to tire everybody down. And I got two more. So, oh, LaSalle's. LaSalle's is in there. And then who's my shooting guard? So LaSalle's and Diame will be my center power forward combo. We got small forward is Isaac Hayden, point guard DeAndre Yedlin, and my shooting guard, who has that jump? Oh, I know. I know who's my shooter. Paul Dummett, y'all. If you look at Paul Dummett, he is like the quintessential like from deep three-point shooter, just like like white guy shooter. I love it. I want I want more of that. I want to see Paul Dummett play basketball. I think he can I think Paul Dummett can ball. So that's my starting five. I got DeAndre Yedlin at point, Paul Dummett a shooter, Isaac Hayden a small forward. We'll do and then yeah, between LaSalle's and Diame are my are my two big men. Um, yeah I think I think we can at least win a first round match with that with that lineup. I think we're ready. So <laughs> uh, that was a good question. All right guys so so check out Twitter. I'm gonna get those questions up for you. Um, Appreciate you guys listening. Please, like I said, before the next match, I would love to have 25 five-star reviews. It'd be really, it's really important for us, and it really helps us 
get out there as far as Newcastle supporters from across the world trying to find a podcast to listen to. Please keep asking us questions. If you have any feedback for us, we'd be really appreciative of that. Um, Please shoot us an email at chnradionufc at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to talking to you guys about the next match a little later this week. We love you. Enjoy the last. Thank <laughs> you.